0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Tunyon. Robert Tunyon. Flings it to Rogers. Rogers needs to get rid of it. That bounces and it's picked up by a lineman in Zach Tom. Here's Toure. Samori Toure finds Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers to the 20, a flag is thrown, out of bounds, and that's your ball game. There is a flag.
0: Welcome back. on am BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, and Jim Rodriguez with you today. Uh, J-Rod sitting in for Joe Giglio. He's on the road covering his team, the Phillies in the World Series. We'll get to that Uh, During our conversation in a moment game one tonight after finally waiting nearly a week We get uh, to see some baseball in our lives once again Joining us on the getmyphoenix.com guest line john murray executive director of the westgate superbook in las vegas The phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across america get back to their best in the bedroom visit getmyphoenix.com to learn more uh, John, just thinking about the NFL season from your perspective, uh, I'm sure it's uh, been quite pleasing. It's been a year of underdogs getting home crazy with survivor pools. I know, I know you guys had to crush it on Monday with that Patriots upset and a, and a lot of unders. Uh, how, how good has it been? Has it been one of the stronger NFL seasons in recent memory? And are betters changing any patterns, maybe uh, looking to underdogs and unders more than they have in the past?
2: I haven't seen that. I haven't seen any change in the betting patterns. It's been very good for us in Nevada. We did great in Nevada, but you know, we're operating a sportsbook in New Jersey now. And on Sunday, the Phillies won the pennant. They won game five. The Giants won. The Jets won. We got crushed in New Jersey on Sunday. So you got to, you're mm. going up and down around the country. It's been a good football season for sure, but we have a sportsbook in Tennessee and, and the Tennessee volunteers can't lose a game. So I wouldn't call it the greatest football season ever. We've had some ups and downs, but it's been very good. No change in the betting patterns. No, they're, they're, they're still parlaying all the favorites together. Uh, <laughs> and I haven't seen anything different. No. <laughs>
3: Oh, man, I miss my uh, rookie days of betting those favorites in the parlays. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. All right, let's talk about um, Rodgers as a double-digit dog. And then, of course, Tom Brady, we're seeing his decline. Um, everyone waiting for these two veterans to turn it around. When is this offense going to get going? Are you seeing betters still holding out hope? or Are you seeing them fading, these guys? What What have you noticed?
2: Well, the betting public will give up on a team or a player immediately, and we're seeing that this week. Uh, The the Packers have been terrible the last few weeks. They're they're poorly coached. Their defense isn't as good as we thought it was going to be coming into the season. Rodgers looks like he's hurt. I've heard things about a thumb injury. I don't know what it is. He doesn't look right. I think they missed Devontae Adams to an extent, but I think it's got more to do with the thumb injury or whatever's bothering Aaron Rodgers. As far as Tampa Bay is concerned, all those injuries to the offensive line, and no one wants to talk about it or no one seems to remember it, I guess, but Bruce Arians isn't their coach anymore. Bruce Arians is the guy that that coached them to the Super Bowl two years ago, coached them last season. He's out. Todd Bowles is the head coach. The team is a mess. I have to give at least some of the blame to Bowles and the coaching staff. They have not been able to fill the shoes of Bruce Arians, a guy who was always one of the most underrated coaches in the league forever. And I know everybody's blaming it on Giselle and Tom Brady being old, but I think a lot of it's the coaching staff in Tampa Bay.
1: Hey, John, it's Jim Rodriguez here. And Speaking of the NFL and getting into the games here week eight, obviously we see that Jamar Chase is going to be out maybe up to six weeks for the Bengals. Are there any sides that you guys need for this week that, that, that you need to come home for you guys?
2: Well, we're going to need, we're going to need Green Bay. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, every, every parlay that we take over the next 48 hours is going to run into Buffalo on Sunday night football. Uh, that one for sure. We'll probably need the Houston Texans. We'll need the Steelers. They're on the road at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is coming off their bye week. We're going to need the Lions. You know, the Lions, uh, they're a mess right now. Dan Campbell looks like he might be the next coach fired. They can't win a game. Miami's a cheap road favorite laying three and a half our biggest need on Sunday right now, at least at the Superbook in Nevada, is the Saints. The Raiders beat Houston last week. The Raiders are better than their record, and they're getting all the money. They're on the road against New Orleans in one of the early games Sunday morning.
0: John, what about the respected bettors? Uh, which teams have they come in on so far?
2: They played Denver, you know. And it's... <laughs> It's funny. I liked Denver last week. I didn't think it was going to make a difference with Wilson being out or Ripon being in because I figured nobody could play worse than Russell Wilson. I heard he's in Sunday. They're in London against Jacksonville. They took Denver plus three against us in that game, and they took Seattle. They laid Seattle minus two and a half. They're at home against the Giants. The, the, the sharp guys, at least in our shop, have been going against the Giants every week. And losing every week because the Giants Ooh. keep winning games. They keep, they keep stealing these games in the fourth quarter. But I've been seeing sharp money against New York all season and, and continuing to lose as the Giants keep sort of defying the betters there. Houston is another one. Houston, we, we probably opened that game a little high. We had Houston plus four, plus three and a half. We're down to two and a half. They're home against Tennessee. The Texans have been a lot friskier at home this season, and some sharp guys are playing them there.
3: John, let's talk a little bit about teasers. I haven't bet them. I swore off of them a few weeks ago because in the beginning I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. I don't know how this loses. It loses. Did it again and again. Finally, I'm done. I know I'm not alone. Have you ever seen an NFL season like this where teasers hurt? People betting these are just getting destroyed.
2: Well, I can tell you how it lost. It was a sports bet. Sports bets lose all the time. Trust me, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, you know, I, I wouldn't abandon a position based on a few weeks. All kidding aside, I know that the teasers have not done well this season. But if you can still do those six point teasers and you can go through three and go through seven, the games are lower scoring this year. I still think you have an advantage there as long as you're not laying too much juice. You don't want to be laying forty or fifty cents. Then just stop doing it. Go back to making straight bets. Unless you're playing at Superbook, then go back to making 10-team parlays, of course. <laughs> but, uh, don't, don't, don't abandon teasers. Just, it's only, you're only talking about seven weeks. And there were people last night. Think about that line last night. There were times when the Ravens were getting one and a half. There were times when the Bucks were getting one and a half, too. So there were people that had teased both sides of that game. They both won. Baltimore winning by five points. So last night was a great result for teaser bettors. I wouldn't abandon those teasers. Just make sure you're not laying more than minus 120 because you're not going to win. I don't care what numbers yeah. you're getting. If you're laying more than that, you're not going to do well, I don't think.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, John, you, you touched on the Giants, and a lot, and a lot of the respected mm-hmm. and the Sharps were, 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 were taking it on the chin with the Giants. What about the Falcons? They're also 6-1 mm-hmm. against the spread. Are they still getting any respect out there? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, they are, and, you know, Atlanta's a. they're a four-point favorite. They're minus $2 on the money line, and if they win on Sunday, they will be in first place, which says a lot about the NFC South. Uh, but, yeah, there, there are people betting Atlanta. They like to bet them when they're a dog. I'm not sure how – this is the first time I think they've been favored all year. So I'll be really curious to see how this game is treated. That number has come down a little bit, but Atlanta's a team that the sharp guys have been betting the last few weeks, but that was as a dog. Let's see what happens on Sunday – Carolina, I thought Carolina gave up on the season. You know, they fired, they fired Matt Rule. They shipped Robbie Anderson and Chris McCaffrey out of town. They went to P.J. Walker. I know Mayfield's hurt. What's the difference? I, I thought Carolina was just was folding up the tent, and then they go out and they beat the Bucks 21-3. to And now all of a sudden, if Carolina wins on Sunday, they are in first place in that division. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens this week. But Atlanta has been a popular dog play. The sharp guys with us, not so much this week. Interesting. Uh,
0: John Murray with us, executive director of the Westgate Superbook, the L Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, and Jim Rodriguez with you. Let's talk about uh, the Rams Niners game. And you guys have San Francisco mm-hmm. as a one and a half point favorite. And tied in with this game, I figure this is a perfect opportunity to ask someone who would know. You guys always po- post your look ahead lines, just like every other sports book, and. This look-ahead at most spots had the Rams, actually, as a shorter favorite in this game. Should people Mm -hmm. refer to those, or do they do it too much? Are are those not the the sharpest lines in the world, and they're kind of waiting for uh, them to be massaged a little bit by some of the sharper bettors? Should we not look as much at those look-ahead lines, and what are your thoughts on this matchup?
2: I think it's very interesting when I see a a look-ahead bet we call it the 12-day number because we put it out every Tuesday for the following Sunday. If I see a really respected player on that 12-day number take plus three and then the next week he can get four or four and a half, I think to myself, that's probably a good bet, unless there was a major injury that caused the number to go like that. So, yes, I think you should take a look at that number. This one is a little unusual because after we put up the 12-day line, Carolina traded Chris McCaffrey to the 49ers, which opens up a lot of things for the 49ers offense. Uh, and the, the Rams are a team we don't think very highly of. I mean, I'll be honest with you. We, we haven't seen much from them this season to make us think mm. much of them. But the reason why the line flipped at our shop is when some sharp money came in on San Francisco. So I do think it's an interesting game. I do think if you watch San Francisco, specifically watch Jimmy G, you can see why the front office and Kyle Shanahan was trying to move to Trey Lance. Jimmy G is so limited but the 49ers have such a galaxy of stars now on offense. They've got probably more top-skilled position players than anybody in the league, and the Rams just aren't very good, and the Rams have no home field advantage. So I think all those things are why you see that line flip. But keep in mind, though, you're talking about going from one-and-a-half to one-and-a-half the other side. Those are not key numbers. That's nothing like moving a line from three to six or whatever example you want to use. So you're not looking at really key numbers in this swing in this game.
3: John, the NFC is just wide open. Are there any long shot teams like the Seahawks or the Falcons that you're seeing getting some real mm-hmm. respect?
2: Uh, in the futures market? No, not really. You know, they're <laughs> people are, they're either, they're either betting Philadelphia or they're betting Dallas and New York, the two overachieving teams in the East, or they're sticking to their guns, and they're, and they're stubbornly, you know, refusing to believe that Green Bay could be this bad, that the Rams could be this bad, or, uh, or Tampa. Uh, so that, that's really what we're seeing. Not so much seeing the teams further down the line. Nobody is talking about Minnesota at all. And, you know, you've got to think that the – you got to think Green Bay is going to lose on Sunday night. They're an 11-point dog. So if Minnesota does win, I mean they'll open up a pretty commanding lead in the NFC North, and it's a little surprising there. Just no no faith in the Vikings.
1: Hey John, uh, shifting from Sunday football to Saturday football, college football time. Um, any sides you need there? I mean, I'm always interested in the Florida-Georgia game. That's always a fun party atmosphere. Uh, what sides do you need to come home for you this weekend on the college side?
2: Yeah, not, uh, not the greatest college card this week. But, I, I mean, I know, I, I know what we're going to need. We're going to need Kentucky. Kentucky's good. And, and we've seen sharp guys on Kentucky. Kentucky's down to an 11.5-point dog there at Tennessee. Tennessee never loses. We all know that. I, mm-hmm. I think we're going to need Texas A&M pretty big. Uh, Texas A&M is an absolute train wreck this season. Ole Miss having a great year. Ole Miss is laying two points at College Station. Uh, other than that, I mean, I'm sure we'll need, I'm sure we'll need Penn State. That game, the thing that works in our favor though is that game is really early. If that game was in prime time, you'd have parlays building to Ohio State throughout the day. Because they're playing that game at 9 a.m. locally out here for whatever reason, should work in our favor a little bit because there won't be as much money in the pool as it would be if it was at night. But I expect to need the Nittany Lions in that game. And I do think Ohio State's the best team in the country.
0: John, let's head on the World Series. Game one is tonight. On this show, we need the Phillies. Do, uh, do you guys have a need over at the Superbook? And uh, what do you think about the, this series overall?
2: Well, it's a great series. Um, Philadelphia, just a team built for the postseason. Great front, uh, Great starting pitching. All these guys that can bash home runs. Bryce Harper is on another planet right now. And then Houston's mm-hmm. been the best team in the American League all year. They swept their way through the American League playoffs. I think it's an awesome World Series. It's a tough question to answer. I got, it. I got asked that question by our executives yesterday in a couple of meetings I was in. In Nevada, we need Philadelphia. We would do awesome on Philadelphia. But, like I mentioned, we operate a sportsbook in New Jersey. And you can ah. imagine how we're sitting on the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies in New Jersey not good where we we lose yeah. quite a bit on them there. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm rooting for. I'd like to see the series go seven games because the more games we get, the more volume we'll get. Um, but I, I guess if I had to pick something, I would say I'm rooting for the Astros because I'm a nationals fan and I don't want to see Bryce Harper win the world series. That's the series <laughs> right there. Uh, and plus I don't, like, everybody hates the Astros. I don't hate the Astros because the Nationals beat them in 19 in the World Series. Now, if, if, the, if the Astros had won that World Series, I would hate the Astros, but the Nationals beat them, so what do I care? So I'll <laughs> root for the Astros.
0: John Murray, executive director of the Westgate Superbook. Uh, Thank you so much, John. Enjoy uh, all the football, the action coming up this weekend. I know he's going to be locked in World Series game one tonight. Can't wait. John joined us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Up next on BetQL Daily, you already know, it's time for lightning bets and our top five football plays of the weekend. Keep it here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.